This episode of Necessary Blackness Podcast is brought to you in part by Fun in the Rain by Marcy Lee. You can go ahead and pick that up at Amazon.com and find out more about this fabulous book. After spending screen time on her mother's smartphone, Elise's dad would like to play with her outdoors. It is raining and Elise does not want to go out and play. There is a package at the front porch Will the contents inside help Elise to have fun playing in the rain? We will all have to find out. That's why you have to go over to Amazon.com and pick up Fun in the Rain by Marcy Lee. Necessary Blackness podcast is independently owned and we do not accept sponsorship dollars from corporations. We are supported by the people such as yourself who know that in war, the first casualty is the truth. We are at war with racism and white supremacy. We must continue to tell the truth. Support us by purchasing your Necessary Blackness t-shirt by sending an email to NecessaryBlacknessPodcast at gmail.com. No, that's what I'm talking about, man. You'll hear it here first. (laughs) Now our feature presentation. Peace and Black Power family, this is your host Raheem Shabazz and we are here for another episode of Necessary Blackness Podcast and I am here with my lovely co-host Marcy Lee and today we're going to discuss the hideous racial stereotype known as blackface that has its origin in the 1800s. It's been in literature, it's been in advertisement, And on stage. And as of recently, we are learning that it has been in the yearbooks of many of America's Ivy League schools and as well as in high schools. And we're going to also talk about how we are not a marginally less racist society than we was 50 years ago. The only thing that's different is that America is able to hide it. So what you think about today's topic? I definitely think it's something that we need to discuss. And I definitely agree that America is really good at being covertly racist. So once we finish discussing that, we're going to talk about black faces and high places. And we're going to also talk about blacks who betray blacks. You know, there's a lot of black people out here that's betraying us. Yeah, I know. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to bring the smoke because I want the smoke on this episode. You always want the smoke. Nah, I really want the smoke because okay. this time, man, I am highly upset. I'm not going to say that I'm disappointed because I expect certain things from certain people. But um, this is where the rubber meets the road. Mm. We, we, we got to... Um, We got to put a stop to this. So make sure y'all stay tuned. This is Necessary Blackness Podcast, and I am your host, Raheem Shabazz, sitting here with Marcy Lee, and we'll be right back after these commercial breaks. Necessary Blackness Podcast is independently owned, and we do not accept sponsorship dollars from corporations. We are supported by the people such as yourself who know that in war, the first casualty is the truth. We are at war with racism and white supremacy. We must continue to tell the truth. Support us by purchasing your Necessary Blackness t-shirt by sending an email to necessaryblacknesspodcast at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back from our quick commercial break, and I am glad that you are joining us. Now, this is February, right? 
This is Black History Month. And during this month, we have been inundated with a lot of images of black faces, whether it was from Gucci, Prada, uh, Katy Perry. She had these high-end sandals that had blackface on it. Um, we had the governor of Virginia, as well as another Republican, as well as a Democrat. And one of them came out and said in the 80s, he dressed it as Curtis Blow. And uh, the other one said he was Michael Jackson and was doing the moonwalk. And um, that was their justification. And they tried to uh, insinuate that it had no racial uh, undertones or overtones. They didn't think anything racial about it. And then we have our beloved rapper. I like to call him an activist, T.I. Mm. He came out and he said he is no longer wearing Gucci. Right. Even Soldier Boy, who was wearing Gucci on the Breakfast Club, he said he is no longer wearing Gucci. <laughs> However, there's always polarity. So they're in opposition to Gucci. We have Floyd Mayweather, who said he will continue to wear Gucci. And we also have Kodak Black, who said that he's going to continue to wear Gucci. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, my thoughts are that Floyd Mayweather, he's saying that he wants to be his own person. He doesn't want to follow people. Uh, and that's understandable. I think being an independent free thinker is great. But it's, it's crazy to me that someone can be a person who is trying to assert themselves and have mm -hmm. great self-esteem in one, one sense, but on the other side, don't understand the history and don't understand the effects that it'll have on the community overall. And I also think he's doing it just to do it. Like, I, I think he's just doing it because he saw that people were saying, let's strike. And we all know he had a problem with T.I., you know, back when you think about his wife, Toya, yeah. and their little situation. I think he, because when the people ran up on him, First of all, it seems staged because yeah, it when you watch the video, he's like, oh, oh, you, you see where I'm going? I'm about to go in here. Oh, who? who, Who's protesting? It's like, dude, you know what's going on. You stay on Instagram. Yeah. You stay in the spotlight. You know exactly what's going on. So I think for him to pretend like he doesn't know what he's doing, he may have gotten a check from Gucci just to go out there and show up at the Gucci store. I so, wouldn't be surprised. Hey, I wouldn't be surprised. And as far as Kodak Black, Kodak Black, who, what? Kodak Black. <laughs> Like, you know, so who cares? Who cares? You know, well, you know what? We should care because he does have influence. Um, So on that. But other than that, I, you know, I'm happy that T.I. and other people are showing enough self-respect that they have decided that we are going to boycott. Absolutely. The, the funny thing to me is Soldier Boy was like, he's going to boycott Gucci, but he's going to head over to Fendi. It's like these high-end designers, they're all on the same, like, yeah, and the thing about it, there's a lot of black high-end luxury designers out here. Um, just recently, we seen Jay-Z where he had his rock brunch, and he had the uh, powder blue suit on. That was made by a 21-year-old, uh, I think he was a Nigerian designer. Right. So we have people from our culture that have high-end clothes that we need to support. You know. Um, and when we talk about 
Kodak Black. You are 100% right. He does have the ear of the current generation. Um, He's a platinum-selling artist. But anything that he says, you have to take with a grain of salt. Because this is the same individual who got arrested on live stream for having uh, weapons and, and drugs. This is the same individual that said that he don't like black women and he don't want to date a woman that's blacker than him. So we have to be very mindful. It just shows ignorance of who these people are. Yeah. Like you know, you can't. It's crazy to me when the the people who are the most lost are put in front of us to lead. Floyd yeah. Mayweather. Yeah, that's like crazy. come on, he's and, done and, several things. And, and you and you know what's the sad part about it? We cannot no longer blame mainstream media. Well, with TMZ, they came out, they interviewed Floyd. But a lot of people are just jumping on their phone. Like he, he just jumped on his phone and went live and made this uh, comment. And then you know, and, and and the sad part about it is that he's Haitian, right? And he should know his history. You know, he screamed Zoe life in eighteen hundreds. Then you know of the proud heritage of eighteen oh four and the Haitian Revolution. This is where he should be taught. Apparently, and I'm sure. There's people around him or him growing up, especially in in Miami, in that environment, you know. Well, this is the thing we have to understand. Apparently, he doesn't know. And that was strategically done because in the school system, they have taken uh, black history out. We don't learn no more about Malcolm X. We don't even learn about Jim Crow or the civil rights movement. It's just the importance of understanding what took place so that we don't make the same mistakes. Yeah, I think it wasn't taught to him in school, but in his home life. You know, someone should have hipped him to um, the greatness of his culture because, and I'm going to play a small clip right now of Kodak Black where he says that he don't want to go to Haiti because they may put voodoo on him and they may eat him and he might not come back as a rapper. I've never been to Haiti. Damn, my, my mama don't want me to go. Oh she, she, don't, she don't want me going over there. But it's Why just that? like... It's crazy. I tried to go when my grandpa died. It's, it's like, you know, a whole lot of voodoo, a whole lot of, like, crazy stuff. I probably don't even come back if I go to Haiti. Nah, you'll be all right, man. Man, people probably eat me, man. Nah, you'll be all right. Man, people probably eat me, dog. You'll be all right. I think I if you go come to back, Haiti and perform. Listen, I, I probably come back and won't be able to rap again. Dumb. Nah, like, stupid. Man. Like, just, like, like crazy. Nah, I think you'd be all yeah, right. It's man. like that. Like, I think okay. they'll show you so. I think they'll be so happy. Haters will put woo on you for no reason because <laughs> he's smiling. You know. But uh, yeah, I my like my grandma. She got a she got a house in Haiti. Just the clothes that I that I bought and I'm gonna wear. It. Fuck y'all, I got it. I'm not good. Hey, listen, honestly, I don't really feel like them people. Like people, like I'm black, right? And I'm thug to the bone, right? I fuck with white people, right? But sometimes black people do be reaching for like for no reason, just be reaching for little shit. Them people ain't do nothing. Them people ain't say nothing about no racist shit. Them people just had a little ski mask. It's all kind of ski masks in the world, bro. Huh? People don't no racist shit, bitch. How about y'all go shoot up the KKK then? How about okay? How about okay? If everybody feel like is 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 on some other shit, on some other shit. How about, 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 how about go, go surround got them on what you call? <laughs> okay, so that was Kodak Black talking about voodoo. What do you think about what he had to say? 
I think he's a low-frequency slave that has the wrong individuals around him, and he need to tighten up his circle. Someone need to take his phone away from him. He needs a publicist, and he needs a media makeover. A whole entire media makeover. That's what you're saying. Exactly. Well... I'm saying because, you know, I'm not even Haitian, but as someone that's black, I feel highly offended. You know mm. what I mean? And anybody out there that's about that Zoe life, you should feel highly offended. You know what I mean? And that's not to say, you know, that um, you should do any physical harm to the brother, but someone needs to pull him to the side and someone needs to teach him the history of Haiti, why it was wrong, and why you shouldn't say stuff like that. You know what I mean? And some people may look at it and say, you know, he was using it as a joke and he has a comedic side to him. But anytime that microphone is in your face and you on the national air, and this was on um one of um Miami's biggest radio station, you are the voice of the people whether you want to or whether you believe it or not. Okay, so they're saying that, you know, you should be an example for children. And a lot of celebrities, they don't want that responsibility. Uh, but we know that when you're in the limelight, like what you were just saying, that whether or not you agree to it, mm -hmm. you are because people are looking up to you. Absolutely. And when you talk about responsibility, we all have a responsibility. When you look at the word responsibility, you have to respond to your ability. You have the ability to sing and dance, but you also have an obligation to uplift and be there for your people. Because these are the same people that support you, whether you believe it or not. Without and you know them, what? You wouldn't even exist. To tie it back to the blackface situation, I for years I have been saying that entertainment is not just entertainment. It's more than just entertainment because it's propaganda. It's a tool that's used to um, manipulate people, to... Mm -hmm form public opinion and we when when we talked about blackface in a sense where it was used to make white people feel comfortable absolutely it was used to uh demean black people to mock black people all in the name of making white people not to be as fearful but in essence when it hit the stage and it start being dramatic and theatrical that was used to actually form behavior and when, you know, I don't like to use the word coon, but when you think about the people on stage and how they behave and act, that's what you think. and buffoon. You think about that and just yeah. think about them taking that back home where it becomes a part of the culture. And we're witnessing that in real time. 2019 is ever present than any time before. And one of the key takeaway points that you said was about being an artist and having a responsibility, right? Um, our great revolutionary hero, Che Chavares, that everybody wear on their shirt. One of the things that he said that's very profound is that the artist is just important as the gorilla because the artist has the voice of the people and you're the one that can spread the propaganda about what's going on. You know what I mean? You can actually inform, incite, and change the people through your music, through your art. You know, and that's what revolution and, and is. It's, it's all about change, change for better or worse. Not just change. Oh, yeah. Because Absolutely. like what I was about to get to, and you know I'm never going to let it go because I think that Cardi B is a buffoon. I think that she is 
she is not a good example for people in our community. There's not. And you always give me that look because everybody's on the Cardi B train. I want to know what is one positive thing about her. She acts ridiculous. She has no self-control. Um, I just don't understand why it's so hard for us to understand those who are those that should be held right. to a higher standard. Oh no, don't you do that to me. What? Don't you do that. Listen, we'll cut you okay. Off. So we could talk about other people. We could talk about Kodak Black, but we can't talk about Cardi. I'm getting ready to go. We can't there. talk about Beyonce. I'm getting ready to go. Now there. I'm not saying that Beyonce is um off the chain and she don't know how to conduct herself, but what does she do? Yeah, we all have that coat? this conversation. Where's that coat where she has the, the black face well. on it? Yeah, that 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 that's something that um that was real crazy when I seen it. I was Why like, is wow. it overlooked? Why? Because it's what Beyonce. I don't know, but um nah, You don't there, know? There, there was a few people that called it out when it did happen. A few people. Yeah, a few people, but yeah, it was nothing like what we see today, you know what I mean? And yeah, you So right. is she beyond nah, approach? Like not, what is she's it? She's not beyond that. And I think um that it should have been, I don't know because I don't personally know her, but I think it should have been a teachable moment for her. Where they sat her down and told her, like, look, yo, that's blackface. This is the origin of that. You as a black person should not be wearing that. Now let me let, let me get answer your question. As far as Cardi B, um, you feel like a lot of people, <laughs> including myself, give her a pass, right? Now let me say, Why are you laughing? <laughs> because why don't no, tell me why you're laughing. What are you laughing about? I know, I know how you feel. And listen, this is the thing, right? I think why. The majority of the people relate to Cardi B is because she was authentically herself, right? When she started out. Who cares listen, about that? Listen, you going to let me finish. Who cares about relate? No, listen. We can relate to her, but why do we have to prop her up in such a massive scale to where she is affecting young people? She's affecting everything. All right. You asked me why you think people gravitate towards her, and I'm telling you why, right? I'm not saying- I didn't say gravitate towards her. I said, why is her behavior acceptable? I'm going to finish explaining. Can I? Do I get the floor? <laughs> answer the question. You say you're going to answer okay. it, but you're not answering. You dancing. You tap dancing. I'm tap dancing. Yeah. No, I'm not. Because I'm no one can answer no, it. you won't let me finish. This is the, Listen- People can relate to her because she was her authentic self, right? When she was on before the fame. Answer the question. I'm, look, I got it. I got you. Got let me finish. So she was her authentic self. She 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 was she didn't shy away from her shortcomings of being a stripper. She should she, have. She did that. Well, listen, you know, some people listen. Some people don't hide who they is and the trials and tribulations. Why they not? Listen. That's, How is it a good listen, example? Is that a good example? Nobody's saying it was a good example. That's yeah, her, yeah, listen, yeah. That's, that's my her, question, though. Listen, that's her personal journey. That's that's how, her personal listen, journey. Just like what? people who you molest children, you keep that shit, or you attracted to listen, children, you keep it to yourself. You don't bring it into public. But, but listen, she can use that as a personal testimony of look. Although I was a stripper, I did that and I progressed from there. I pursued my musical to stripping on it, the it, TV. It, it, now it took off. And, and this is what I'm doing right now. But all right, besides all of that, right, you know why I respect her? I'm, I'm going to tell you why I respect her. Because she could have took that million dollar bag, but she decided to say, nope, I'm standing with Colin Kaepernick. And for that, 
my hat go off to you, young lady. You know, let, let me explain something, right? Before Malcolm X was Malcolm X, he was Detroit Red. We don't know where Cardi B might be, how many lives she might impact 10 years from now on a positive level. She's not going to always be who she is. People evolve. Look at me. I and I'm quiet because I'm like, this guy just don't get it. Oh, That's how I'm well, quiet well, because I feel like you just don't get it. You making excuses. You saw 10 years from now. My daughter is five now. Okay. okay. She's affecting society now. You don't let There's your daughter listen one, to her. No, she doesn't. But the thing is, it impacts her in in ways that's not direct. It's indirect. She influences society. So therefore, my daughter will be impacted in some way because her ignorance is being spread. You spread it to one little girl, that little girl goes to school with my daughter, and my daughter's coming home twerking because she just watched some little girl at school do it. Come on, wake up. And her and Cap, no, she half did it. She was there kicking it with the owner, dancing, showing her ass, and she was not really. To me, if you're going to stand with Cap, you're going to boycott the entire thing, the entire festivities. Not just see this is a heated conversation. No, because Your people topic. like you who will not people like you who will not own up to how she's yeah, negatively, but at the same time you're hurting. You're hurting Listen, more than you're helping. I can't defend her. Yes, you are. You're doing it. I can't defend her. You're doing it right I am now. Not her. As, as as for myself, why I won't throw her under the bus, right? Is because she's black. No. There's the code. Black people can do nothing wrong. We can't publicly say anything or criticize black people. You're about to go in on a few black people in this podcast. Yeah, only the ones that's safe to go in on. Everyone is so cowardly. She is crap. She does nothing for our society. No, it's not about about liking her. I think that she has a talent. She's not the most talented person I've seen. I can barely even make out some of the stuff she says, but okay, fine. I don't want to like dig into her, but I'm just saying, I don't understand why she's propped up over others that I see like Ciroc. She's very talented. Absolutely. She is speaking positivity. She is um, educating people and it sounds great. What is it about Cardi? Why is she pushed out there? Because to further damage our society, to further damage our community, just like Nicki Minaj, same thing. Well, listen, I don't control mainstream media. Yes, you do. I, I don't know. You don't, can. Not. Well, listen, my impact is going to be totally different. You know, I'm going to show. We all have a what role. What society is and what society can become. If by I, by supporting Cardi B, we gonna <laughs> we're gonna support her so that she can you keep, further. You keep saying I support her. I you said, do. I you just told me I like Marcia hates Cardi B. Like, oh, no, listen. What I said was I wouldn't throw her under the bus because I know. Why do we have to throw her under the bus That's just what you're to? Doing. How? With one way, I'm listen, throwing her under you, the bus. Listen, you. I'm doing, saying she is you, not good listen. for our community. <laughs> And not only have you thrown her under the bus, but you backed up. You know and what? Ran uh-uh. back over her. You know what? Right, that's we... why. That's why. Okay, well. That's why I feel like people like me don't exist on platforms because they don't want to hear this. People do not want to hear people like me well, talking what? about things like you that. You Unnecessary Blackness podcast, and this is Raheem Shabazz, and Marcy is going in on me, but it's good though. 
because that's her views, and everybody is able to have their views. And guess what? There's not going to be a lot of people that agree with you, but there's going to be some. Oh, they're, they're going to agree. They're just going to be mad because they do agree. No, there's going to be someone. How can you disagree? Listen, you haven't even answered the question. Be, you can't answer the there's question. There's going to be some people that, listen, that totally agree with you. And there's going to be others that don't. Peace and Black Power family, this is your host, Raheem Shabazz. And we are here for another episode of Necessary Blackness Podcast. And we just came from our quick commercial break. And before we went, we was talking about Kodak Black. We mentioned Cardi B. And now we're going to talk about Gucci and their brand. We're going to talk about Floyd Mayweather. Actually, what we're going to do is we're going to play a video. And then we're going to come right back from that. And when we come back from that quick video clip, Marcy Lee is going to discuss the statement issued by Gucci. Um, I think it w- was the CEO. No, it was the director of... Well, they uh, made a statement in regards to the blackface. So yeah, we're but who just... was that made the statement? Um, it was the creative director. So, check this out. Listen to uh, Floyd Mayweather outside the Gucci store. Coincidentally, and TMZ is right there on the spot. And then we'll come back and um, Marcy... Lee is going to um, let us know what the creative director had to say about Gucci's... Uh, mishap with the blackface uh, It was more sweater. than a mishap, but we'll uh, settle for that. And um, stay tuned. Now, 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 how's Pops feeling? You know, your, 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 your Pops took, took a... He was sparring? Uh, I think my dad needs to stop boxing. He older. But you know where I'm going to go into. Oh, right. So, Gucci, yeah, no, you're, you've been a long time supporter. Are you still supporting after the whole controversy? What controversy? Yeah, I'm sure you heard, you know, black, you know they, they had the blackface sweater and, you know, a lot of prominent artists were dropping them. You know, the black Man, face. listen, I don't got nothing against nobody. Really? Um, my thing is this. I support everybody. I like everybody. And my thing is this. I like to live life and do, and do what I like to do. I'm not no follower. I do what the fuck I want to do. Right. Uh, because everybody say uh, where it is. Or don't wear this. I'm wear what the fuck I want to wear. Who? I'm about to go in the Gucci. Were you disrespected at all by the whole blackface? I'm about to go in the Gucci. Now, I saw you drop that light forty on, you know, at that uh, tournament the other day. Stop. At that game. Oh yeah, but you see, we've been in there shopping today. Look at that. Oh man. Oh, yeah, you're, you're not worried about the backlash at all. Look at all the Gucci bags. Oh man, I'm living life, man. Right. I'm living life. Because you know, you're like, people like Ti, Soldier Boy, they're done with Gucci. They said. All I gotta say is this: I don't follow. Right. I do what I want to do, when I want to, and how I want to. I love it like everybody. Right, right. You said they're going to be upset with me? Right, they are. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love, love it. it. I don't... See, the thing is this. I live for myself. Right. I live for okay. myself. I do what I want to do, when I want to, and how I want to. I'm not a follower. You know, when everybody else, they say, oh, they, everybody going to boycott. I say, guess what? Well, this boy going to get on a yacht and live life. Right, right, right. But you don't feel that they were disrespectful making the, the balakavla? blackface my thing is this we all know racism still exists but that's not going to stop my drive i got friends from all walks of life and to me of course black lives matter first but my thing is this i'm gonna continue to go out there live life and be happy and be positive okay i wear what i want to wear 
when I want to and how I want to. Nobody can stop my drive. Nobody gonna tell me what to wear and what not to wear. Because half of the people that's on social media saying, don't wear this, don't wear that. I ain't never seen none of them supporting the money team. Uh, with the Gucci, I don't know how much we spent at Gucci t uh, today, but I'm living life, man, like I said before. Uh, I'm happy, it's about being positive. I live life to the fullest, man. Look, your birthday's coming up. Birthday plans? Uh, a, a birthday? Uh, you remember back before my birthday? Uh, you know, I still got my red Bugatti, but I think I'm going to buy... Uh, I got two more Bugattis coming for my birthday. I'm buying the, probably the, the Chiron and um, the, the old school one. The Chiron, about 3.6. 3.6 million. But I still got my uh, my red Bugatti. I still got a couple of Bugattis. Wow. But um, I haven't showed them in a while on social media, so I think I'm going to uh, show one of my Bugattis actually tonight. My red one. I still got my red one. Yeah. I, see that, but you, I still but got my red one. You, you think that is, is the car a good investment? Sometimes cars, they say you take them off the lot, they, you know. What do you think? That's for those that ain't got no real money. I got real money. So you don't care. So they, like they I told you before, I'm not rich. I'm wealthy. You're wealthy, right? right. Yeah, yeah. What, what's the best investment out right now, as far as money wise? Oh, I'm like not. Me. I'm not giving nobody no game. You got to have game on your own, and you got to have your own hustle to find that out. I'm not like giving that. nobody you, no you, game. You don't give investment tips. I'm not giving no investment tips. For right. me to give investment tips, you must tip me. And I'm talking about heavy. Okay, so we're back, and I want to just go over this statement that uh, Gucci they put out. And so this is from the creative director. His name is Alessandro Michel. Following the blackface controversy where he assumes full responsibility for their insensitivity and lack of awareness. Mm. Um, Michel also attempts to clarify the inspiration behind the piece, claiming that it was influenced by the legendary 1980s club kid Lee Bowery. In his statement, he says that he acknowledges the pain of the people who saw in one of my creative projects an intolerable insult. Now, he continued in his statement to say, the fact that contrarily to my intentions, that turtleneck jumper evoked a racist imagery caused me the greatest grief. But I am aware that sometimes our actions can end up with causing unintentional effects. It is therefore necessary to take full accountability for these effects. What do you think about the statement? It's like every other statement where someone is um, back is against the wall. And um, the right thing to do is to make a statement. But you never know if the statement is, is from the heart. You know what I mean? Some people may say, oh, that was real heartfelt. He apologized. It should have never been done in the first place. Yeah, it's getting redundant. We in Like these apologies. You cannot tell me that you didn't know blackface was offensive. Um, I'm going to do my due diligence and I'm going to see who this 80s uh, club kid. Well, I went and checked it out. I checked it out. And so, well, he's a club kid, basically one of those people. He's a white person. And he gets dressed up very flamboyantly. From, huh? Yeah, but this is the thing. This is the the only similarity is that he did don red lipstick around his mouth. Oh, he was similar to that. He was very flamboyant. Moist? I think he was kind of like. Moist? I don't know. Okay, no. but the only similarity is that he did have the red, bright red lips around his face, but was visually different is that he wore pale white paint not blackface he never wore black 
He always wore pale white. So why paint. didn't why didn't or it, um, like a green or multicolor? It was never black. So why so, they so I'm not, what I'm not understanding is why they didn't use pale white paint because they just saw this as a convenient um, scapegoat. They used pale white paint for Jesus when he was black. What's the difference? Well, I mean, I just think that they saw this as a convenient way out. It's like, well, we were inspired by this person. That's how it came about. Well, well, how come you don't see that is, in his is, work? Um, this individual, is he uh, presently amongst us? Meaning, is he still alive? I feel like he's not because I remember seeing him a lot in the past, but I haven't seen him recently. Have you so, seen him before? Yeah, I've seen him before. When you see his picture, I think it will. you will remember seeing yeah. him in the past. <laughs> the way you described him, he looked like Ronald McDonald. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of those... He got red lipstick, pale white face. Do you remember Ronald those McDonald. rock bands, those death metal rock bands yeah. back in the day where they used to paint their faces white? and it remind, It's reminiscent of that, but flamboyantly. So, yeah. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? So those death rock people aren't around anymore, but you remember seeing them from back in the day. So what do you think of his statement? Like I said, it's getting redundant. And I just think at a certain point, it's like we're just waiting around for the next insult. We're waiting around for the next injustice. When instead, when these people do this kind of stuff, um, we should band together with our own community and decide what it is we're going to do. Not just sit around and complain and, you know, um, call for, you know, I guess the boycott is a good way. Like, that's a good way for us to um, respond. And direct those dollars to high-end black designers. But see, that's what I'm saying. The mentality has to be correct. For us to do things in a way that's strategic to help us, I don't know that all black people want to help black people. But see, you know what? You're right. Because just think about Soldier Boy. We don't need all. You know what I mean? Revolution starts with just a few like-minded individuals, and we're never, ever going to get to the point where everybody is on one accord. You know, when you look at other segments and ethnic groups and the movements that are successful, it's not everybody. It's just a small... But you was just saying that when we have people who sabotage, people who betray us, they, they be it's very... Out. Okay, that's what we're doing. And all I'm saying is, is in this situation, when you have people like a soldier boy and you have people like you're saying redirect dollars, all I'm saying is that's not going to happen. They're going to just spend their dollars with another famous white person. He's going to Fendi. And I'm sure that other celebrities are going to just, if your mind is not correct, you're not going to make the move that's going to benefit our community. You're just going to make another dumb Silly move. And you know, like, a lot so, of times what this comes from is lack of knowledge. Like a lot of people don't know their history. You know, when you think about blackface, it goes back to the minstrel show, right? And you have to understand back in 1820, there was an individual, his name was Thomas Dermouth Rice. And he's considered the father of minstrel show, mm -hmm. right? And he had one that is famously recalled, Jump Jim Crow. And that song was played throughout the 1800s. 
And this is where everything was being done on stage, where they exaggerated our dance movement, our vernacular, and who we was as a people. You know, a lot of people say, oh, they was infatuated with us, which they are today. But that's not the way that you depict a, a It a is when you're people. trying to maintain white supremacy. Yeah. So I feel like it was used as propaganda to further remind us of who we were and who they believe themselves to, to be. be. Absolutely, absolutely. And that same mindset is what exists today. You know, so we, you know, and see, me knowing this, I can easily detect, yo, that's blackface. I know what that comes from. That's wrong. You know, where other people, such as Kodak Black, Saying, yo, black people, y'all reaching, and and Floyd Mayweather, uh, we just played his uh video, right? And in that video, he was asked about financial literacy and what's the best financial advice can you give to people? And out of his mouth, he said that he's not giving nobody no game. If they want to learn how to make money. They have to pay him. So is he an enemy or is he not? Oh, he's definitely an enemy combatant. He don't want to see black people rise to the occasion. You know, yeah, listen, if you if, if you would have asked any other pe- person that, they probably would have told you, yo, right now. Maybe he didn't thing, know. Best thing, listen, the best <laughs> and he was just fronting. <laughs> is the best in real estate. You know, maybe but, he don't know. You know what? Maybe that's just his quick response because he don't know what to tell you, so he got up front and pretend like he know. Mm? You're 100 percent correct. Because Floyd Mayweather can't read. How about that? He can't. You know what I mean? It's not a secret. We know that. So I don't know. Should he get a pass for that? For what? For some of the stuff he said. He can't read, huh? But he know how to be ignorant and dumb. Man, no pass. No pass. <laughs> no pass. But I, I, I just think that um it's a telling sign of um the people that you have around you, right? Because when you look at that video, right, the guy from TMZ said, nah, hold on, I'll buy that for you. He was getting, I think it was a peach snapper or something like that. And he said, nah, don't worry about it. I'll get it. And he paid for it and gave the guy, he said, yo, keep it. It was a hundred dollar bill, right? Everybody around him. He ain't even asked, yo, anybody want anything? Anybody want anything? He ain't asked none of them. When he came out of the Gucci store, everybody got bags in their hand. You think that's their bags? They carry his bags. But he's just a reflection of what's going on in society. Like, yeah. how did he get to the point where he's just so self-absorbed that he's not thinking about anyone else? Because so, the type of individuals he got around him. Let me tell you something. I know individuals that been around his entourage and that know people that's personally in his camp. And what they tell me, everybody broke. Like, so that's what I'm saying. Why do we look they, at they, him? They they, they 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 ride on jet planes and they, you know, go to Why is he looked at as an example but, for anyone to listen to? He is a boxer. And that's what he has because he got money. And a lot of people are he got his money from boxing. With wealth. Okay, but you know, I don't know. I, I I think that we as a people that we have a right to get upset when when someone make idiotic statements such as he did 
But we got to also be mindful that um, there probably will never be another Muhammad Ali. Someone that was <laughs> okay. upstanding, vocal, you know, and that, you know, told truth to power. We probably will never get that again. Okay, but Cap did it. Yeah. Sorry, Amy. <laughs> I mean, and and look what happened. You have half of the community supporting him and saying, yeah, half saying, he's stupid. That was dumb. Why would you put yourself out? They did the same thing with Muhammad Ali. Okay, but my point is. They did the same thing with Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali became a mainstream icon because in the eyes of black people, he he was beloved. Throughout the continent, but he became an uh, iconic, uh, mainstream figure again when because he was defiant. He went again. No, but mm-hmm. a- after after you know they stripped him of the title and everything like that is when he started suffering in the early stages of the Alzheimer's disease and things like that. So now he was considered. You know, they they will embrace you when you're not threatening no more. You know, so that 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 that's a whole nother story. But I I think that um once you know they seen, especially you know watching him hold the uh, torch in the Olympic. Once they seen the the fight was out of him, you know he was considered he wasn't considered a threat. I'm more so concerned with how we handle situations, not them. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I really don't look to, you know, white people as an example of what to go towards as far as how we conduct ourselves as black people, what we accept, what's not acceptable. You know, so at the time when Muhammad Ali was riding for us and, you know, even when he was talking about, you know, Islam and being Muslim, uh, a lot of black people was fearful of that. And I think that when people are different and when they have differences of opinion, black people, they jet and run just like the white people do. So when someone stands up for us like Cap and we don't give him our full support, what's the likelihood that someone else will stand up when we need them to stand up? We are witnessing that today. There are not too many people that's going to stand up. And that's why the situation with, with Kaepernick is so crucial because he's going to be the litmus test. If we don't stand behind this man after he risks everything, there will never be anybody that will stand up for us again. And even if we do stand behind him, and I'm talking about as a whole, there's still going to be people that are going to go against the grain for their own personal needs. And we've seen that today with the latest clip that I, I posted on my Instagram. So if you're not following, make sure you go to uh, Raheem Shabazz on Instagram. And you had Steve Harvey. Oh, my. That said. <laughs> Steve. He said, as black people, you know we can't come out here. We black people. We can't talk like that. I have a friend who who actually talked to me about this situation as well. He was saying that in regards to like the Confederate statues and things of that Mm -hmm. nature, 
he was saying that any black person who wants to do to be more successful or grow in their career, they can't come out talking about removing those symbolic statues because white people are going to automatically be your enemy. They're not going to support you. And that's basically what Steve Harvey was saying. He was saying, know your place. And uh, if you don't, you're going to ruin it for your legacy, for your children, for your grandchildren. And I, it seems to be a reoccurring theme of protecting personal self-interest. It's not about protecting the community anymore. It, it seems to be that's what's going on here. It's about Floyd Mayweather talking about his own personal wealth. I don't follow anyone. I'm not looking out for you clowns. Like, basically, that's what he's saying. Yeah. I'm not looking out for y'all. This is about me. But I want to wear what What Steve Harvey didn't realize is that there was individuals like Sidney Poitier and other actors and people that was on TV probably before he was born that didn't shuck and jive, that didn't scratch where they didn't itch at. And they paved the way for an individual like him to be doing what he's doing. And when you talk about, if I mess up, what about my kids? What about their grandkids? See, this is when you, you have to be a man, a man's man. You know, but showbiz the- is just one entity. There's so many other things that you can do. Yeah, you might not live this millionaire lifestyle no more. But you be able to sleep comfortably at night. You know what I mean? And I I don't know his personal family, but I know any sound-minded individual, if you if you stand up for your principles and But see, that's the importance in numbers too, strengths and numbers. And I feel like that's something that we have totally gotten away from, going back to the own personal self-interest. If we were confident that we could speak openly and honestly about these things and not suffer backlash and that our people will support us no matter what, as long as we're telling the truth, then more people will do it. But see, what we've seen is when you stand up, you become a sacrificial lamb. You sacrifice yourself and you just go down in flames. That's the message that's being sent out. So when are we as a community, as a people, are we together or are we not? When are we going to demonstrate that we are unified? Are we unified? All right. When you talk about how we differentiate between us and we can't remember, I don't think we should think as a whole because everybody's not going to be on the same page. We have to start you know, within our own community, our own tribe. Well, that has been established. We know that we're going to have those people who are going to betray us. We know that. But I'm just saying, in general, black people, people of color, we still have to have some type of confidence that you're going to have some kind of loyalty to the race, to the black people. Because I hear all of this slogan going around, all kinfolk, all skinfolk, ain't you kinfolk. Like, I keep hearing that. Yes, we know that. But at a certain level, like, do we have any standards? Like, what? You know, this is just a big question mark looming over black people. It is. It is. But, you know, you, you know, a lot of things, right? And this is what I tell people. And I don't live in no bubble. I live in the same society that everybody else lives in. 
But I think the way that I move, the way that I travel, uh, certain places that I frequent, the people that I'm around, I'm immune from a lot of this bullshit, right? Because when I go to the bank, my bank is black. When I go to the cleaners, the, the cleaners is black. The neighborhood I live in is 99.5% black, and that's changing. So... That's a good start, a, but it's a micro. Lot, a lot of people... It's micro. That's yeah, a good start, but, but it's yeah, micro. But, but let me tell you something. A lot of people that live in close proximity to people that look like them and have the same culture and norms and share the same likeness, they move a little different. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of times is when people move outside their community and they get amongst individuals that don't look like them and that don't respect them, they start to adapt the norms of those individuals. And White people stick to, together. No, 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 no. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that they don't. But when I say they start to adapt the norms of their people, they start to have a dislike for their own people. And become more individualistic? No, I'm not going to say individualistic. They start cooning and buffooning. I'm saying individualistic, meaning they want to protect what they have and they're not so much Community interested. oriented, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah, you're so, right. So what you're saying is in regard, are we talking about Floyd Mayweather? Who are we? Who's we're the example? We're talking about all of them. Okay. <laughs> they can all go. Well, we're going to have to keep talking after this break because it's time for a break, right? All right, yeah. We're okay. going to go to a quick commercial break and then we'll come back and... um. We'll discuss a little bit more, and then we're going to wrap it up, because once again, Marcy C., she got to jet up out of here, and um, I'm just fortunate that, what is it, three weeks in a row, you've been able to bless us with your presence? That's right, three And um, we definitely got some good feedback. We got oh, some good awesome. feedback. Um, you know, the podcast does exceptionally well, and we just started putting things up on YouTube. So a lot of people want to see the YouTube. Okay. So we're going to start filming, and um, we're going to give the people what they want. So right now, I know y'all want to go to this commercial break, so make sure y'all check this out. We'll be right back. Raheem Shabazz, and I'm here with my co-host, Marcy Lee. Persons interested in broadcasting a commercial can reach us via email at necessaryblacknesspodcast at gmail.com. Necessary Blackness is distributed on all major podcast platforms iTunes, Stitcher, iHeart, SoundCloud, Podomatic, and Google Play. We'll also promote your business and product across our various social media networks, reaching over 100,000 people daily. Peace and power, Black family. This is your host, Raheem Shabazz, and we are back from our quick commercial break. That's right. Marcy Lee in the house. That's right. So what do you think about today's podcast that was a crazy conversation but it's a conversation that needs to have happened and it needs to continue in the future but truthful real honest conversations um so that we can get to the bottom of what our next move is going to be so we can be strategic and figure out how to solve some of these problems so we got to make our next move our best move black people we can't be out here shucking and jiving and cooning and buffooning, and um, we got to get on cold, and that's the main thing that I want to stress to everybody. It don't matter, you know, what political end of the 
spectrum you on, whether you're a Democrat or Republican or any of that. Malcolm X said that even if just because you consider yourself American, you're catching hell because you're black. And that's the commonality that we all have in common is that we are black, melanated beings. And um, we need to unify just around that common cause. If we can do that, I think that we will be better off as a people. Uh, Marcus Garvey, he was fond of saying that uh, we are a people that's cursed by petty differences. Mm. And until we overcome those differences, then we're going to be in the same position that we're in now. And this was a man that galvanized the people and was able to get six million followers right. without social media. And we ain't talking about six million followers on social media. There was no social media. Right. In fact, he didn't get mainstream coverage in the newspaper or the television at that time. So what he did was started uh, the North Star, right. you know, his own press. He built uh, doll factories. You know, he had nurses. He built, you know, steamboat company. And this was one man that had a vision and and had the fortitude to put it forth to black people. And um, we 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 respect Marcus Garvey, and we need more Marcus Garveys. Yeah, more respect, Marcus Garvey. That's what we need. Someone who's doing positive, constructive things for the community. Yeah. I second that. You second that? Marcus Garvey. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And that's why, you know, um, I don't know if y'all be seeing me out in the community, but uh, I got the Marcus Garvey starter jacket. Shout that out to red, Athletic. That green. That, that black. black. Yeah. They got um, Harriet Tubman jackets, yeah, they too. they got Harriet Tubman. They got Tucson Overtall. They got uh, Bookman. They got everybody, man. All our great grandmaster teachers and African warriors and our scholars and our thinkers. Those are the people, man, that um, we got to um, uplift. And I can't tell you how many times that I get stopped when I wear that jacket. You know, um, and here it is. We're talking about supporting black business. This is a black clothing designer that's right here in Atlanta, in the West End. You know, and he's on IG. I tagged him in, in my page. So if you like that Marcus Garvey, make sure you go out, man, and support another uh, black business. So is there anything you want to say in your last closing words? No, I think we said enough. So think I'm a, said enough? Yeah, I guess I'll say something for next week. Next week? All right. You going to have the same energy next week? You know I'm going to have that same energy. It's just, are you going to have that same energy? Oh, I keep this same energy. I don't know today. You don't know today? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't know today, huh? But no, we need to have this conversation, um, and we and we're gonna have more. More. And sometimes yeah. we're not gonna um, agree. We're gonna uh, agree to disagree, but at the end of the day, it's always gonna be respectful, and um, we definitely could talk because it, it, I don't want nobody to agree with me a hundred percent. Because it's all about truthfulness. Yeah. You know, you said we're gonna be respectful, respectful, 
but be truthful and honest, transparent. Like, I feel like that's a lot of what's missing today. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I turn on a lot of these podcasts, it's just a repetition of the same opinion and information. Um, So I just think that it's good that we can have different opinions. You listen to other podcasts? Absolutely. Mm. But you know what? It's, that's what you need to do. Yo, don't listen to nothing but Necessary Blackness podcast. I don't know what she's talking about. This is the only podcast. So you can only listen. support one black nah, podcast. Playing, I, Stop I, I, it. I, it's I, time I, for awakening. Nah, I, I, I listen to a lot of people. Um, shout out to my man, Renegade Culture, my man Kalanji Changa, and uh, Kamu. So there's a lot of people out there that we can what support. Else? What else podcast I be listening to? I listen to uh, Black Authority, the Black Channel. I listen to Reek Nashi. I listen to um a lot of people. Red Pill, Blue Pill. You know, I, I listen to um a lot of the compensatory um concept is on too with Nelly Fuller Jr. Oh yeah, I listen that to that. On. I listen to that sometimes. Yeah, so you know, I try to stay abreast. I'm learning. Yeah. You know, we got these brothers out here that's teaching. You know, we need more sisters, though. We need, definitely need more sisters. Mm. You know what I mean? Occupying the space, dropping that knowledge, man. You know, that's something I'm working on. Ah. <laughs> that's why That's why it's it's a blessing to have you up here, though, because um sometimes you need that uh, feminine energy. You know, um as y'all can see, it was on full display tonight. And don't think that um that feminine energy can't transform into fire. Because, mm. um, yeah, she was 95 hot today. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's what it is, man. This is Raheem Shabazz. It's a Necessary Blackness podcast. And I'll see you same place, same time next week. With Marcy Lee. Peace and black power, family. Hey. We out of here.